Shalom and welcome to Hashavua Parsha Midrash, the weekly Torah portion. I am Rebitsa Nava here, and today we'll be Midrashing Parsha Beshalak, the second reading, which is uh, Exodus 15, verses 22 through 27. And the Midrash is entitled From Mara to Elim. Now, today will be a little different. Being a woman, um, a very busy woman, a woman of, of of God, a woman of Hashem, you know, you all know I'm married, I, I have a family, I have a ministry, I uh, work alongside my husband, it carries a lot of responsibility. As as we all know, we all have our our different um our different jobs, our duties. Um and having said that, um I, I usually I will come out with a, uh, a weekly midrash video, but this week um, I won't. I I do, however, have a small but nourishing meal for you today in audio form. Um, so as we've learned, I will ask you to take your time, even though it's small. Don't rush through it. Just take your time, chew it, ruminate, digest, and let the set of part spirit, the kadosh ruach. Do what he does best, which is the work of transformation in this particular portion, as with all others. So let's begin. The portion is in, found in uh, Exodus or Shemot, chapter 15, verses 22 through 27. And it reads, And Moshe, or Moses, brought Israel from the Sea of Reeds, that's the Red Sea. And they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And they came to Marah, and they were unable to drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. So the name of it was called Marah. And the people grumbled against Moshe, saying, What are we to drink? Then he cried out to Yahweh, to Hashem, and Hashem showed him a tree. And when he threw it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made a law and a right ruling for them, and there he tried them. And he said, If you diligently obey the voice of Yahweh your Elohim, and do what is right in his eyes, and shall listen to his commands, and shall guard all his laws, I shall bring on you none of the diseases I brought on the Mitzrites or the Egyptians, for I am Yahweh who heals you. And they came to Elim, where there were twelve fountains of water, and 70 palm trees, and they camped there by the waters. You know, hard economic times, distress of nations, this um, terrible coronavirus from what they're saying is very deadly. Um, it's, it's upon us all. Some of us do feel it more so than others, but Eventually, the day of evil will be felt by us all as we cannot say when that day of trial comes. Now, our family of 11 has a diversity of income streams. And, and although we all live in our respective homes, we, we do try to pull together to help one another in one way, shape, or form. And we believe, you know, as we read the, the Torah portions, we see and we believe that this whole idea of, of the tribes of Israel um, 
and having a people was was Hashem's idea, was God's idea that he would establish his covenant with a people. And he didn't have to do that. This was just a a desire because he does he loves us. He loves his people and he wants to show himself strong. He he desires to relate. He desires to fill us with himself and to enable us to um to be all that uh, he created us to be, to ultimately rule and reign with, with him when Moshiach returns. He desires also that we will be his witnesses of his greatness and of his love. And having said all that, I tell you the truth, it gets really hard, as we can all, all say and know. Sometimes in my life in particular, it's it's literally unbearable. But... He always proves himself faithful. And during each trial, I do see his hand guiding. I, I feel his presence encouraging and I ultimately, or we, not just myself, but my family with me, we, we all ultimately incline our hearts to him, trusting that he will ultimately bring us to our Elim. You know, and during these times, especially for us within the remnant of Israel, those of us who are hearing the voice of Yahweh calling to us to come out of her, those of us who perhaps are entangled by debts, family crisis of any sort, uh, food, maybe food and gas shortages. And the tendency, if we are honest, for some of us as sisters, we may look at each other and say, well, what does she do? We know how we can get. Or, you know, sometimes you feel smug and complacent because these sisters may not be going through anything as if ease is a sign of Hashem's approval. Well, I'm speaking to the woman who's feeling it right now. To you whose husband may be self-employed and times are tough. Or may have just been laid off, or maybe you're a single sister who's going through it right now. Whatever the case may be, whatever economic, uh, relational, health situation you're going through, don't fake it. Keep it real before the Most High Yahweh, and keep it real for yourself. Meaning, take the mirror of the Word, and with the power of the Holy Spirit of Haruach Kodesh, allow Him to show you who you really are. Afflictions for those in Messiah aren't meant to uh, are meant to test you, to prove you, to refine you, to draw out the mess that we all have within. And as you know, people say, "Don't front. If it hurts, tell Hashem. He needs your frame anyway." The reason why heart disease is the number one killer for American women is due to stress many times self-imposed stress. Most of us are outside of our element, taking on things that we shouldn't, but that's another talk. Um, as women of the covenant, we've been taught by our foremothers to not talk about it. I know at least in my family, I come from a long line of, of keeping that tight upper lip to be strong. But I'll tell you what, that so-called strength killed my soft. I killed my grandmother at 56 years of age. And just to let you in a little bit, I'll be 55 in June. So that's, that's a, a year for me next year, 56 years of age, 
Okay, so sisters, that's just too young. Um, I know you can't open your heart to just any sister. Some will take the advantage and gossip about you. Some carry that critical spirit. Um, they'll harbor secret feelings of happiness at, happiness at your expense. Some just don't mean you well. So be careful of who you open your hearts to. But there is someone that you can be real with yourself. And I encourage you to begin the journey with Yahweh today, asking him for forgiveness for anyone that you've been opinionated about, that you've gossiped about, that you've judged. And there's an old uh, Native American adage that says, try walking a mile in my shoes. The heart, sisters, is deceitful above all things. Who can know it? So in your quiet time, it's by his power that the layers of self will begin to fall off. And as they do, repent before him, shuv, as it says in the Hebrew, and ask to be clothed with the righteousness of your kinsman, Redeemer, Yeshua HaMashiach. He is your righteousness, not job security. Eventually, we all will be making economic transitions as uh, you know, we know leaders in various states are making, they're taking draconian steps to take away our freedoms on so many levels. And it will ultimately become a reality in your town. And if you haven't already gotten out of, the, out of the city, which I strongly encourage you to, by the spirit of the living God, begin to pray and begin to make some serious moves in that direction. But that's another talk. You will be hard-pressed to make some tough, quick decisions for the sake of your life and for that of your family. Babylon is beginning to burn. Can you smell the smoke? I want to leave this place. I want to take as many of you who are willing and able to come along with me. Now, I have, um, I have made a move. We moved from uh, the state of Virginia to the Ozarks, uh, going on nine almost it'll be nine years in September so we have left our Babylon as far as the actual city living is concerned and I'm very thankful I'm very very thankful for that uh, it takes heart it takes humility it takes meekness it takes a heart when you see your your a coat your sister struggling to not question her integrity but to lift her up pray for her encourage her Believe me, she needs it. Wherever we are, let's not be like Job's so-called friends. Let's, let's keep it real by sincerely praying for one another, encouraging one another, being there for one another, whatever that need may be. Times will prove to only get tougher as we go through the time of Jacob's trouble, which is very, very soon. I, I personally believe we're heading into those times now. And we know how sister friends love to talk. Take it to the Father. Tell him all about sister so-and-so. And if you're mature enough to truly talk to another about her, then make sure the two of you would touch and agree on her behalf until her personal trials come to an end. Share your burdens with one another and pray one for another. So um, that's being a true, a true Israelite, a true Jew, to bear the burdens of another. 
And as we've already talked about, anything less as Lashon Hara or evil tongue, gossip, character assassination, murder. How do you know, sister, that Hashem, how that Yahweh isn't allowing her to go through her present light afflictions in order to one day help you when Jacob's trouble does come? And I'll say this, a woman who endures hard times in Yeshua is a woman that you need in your life. She has gone through the fire and has come out burned free. She has been nostril deep in the waters, but Yahweh didn't let her drown. She knows intimately dark nights of fear and uncertainty, days longing to see the children of her captivity return to her bosom, time when she has only had lentils or a can in her pantry as her only fare. But she learned how to give thanks to her gracious heavenly Abba in her afflictions. She pressed through by the power of the Holy Spirit when every cell of her being cries out for relief from that pressure. A woman who endures hard times in Yeshua is a woman of chokmah, a woman of wisdom. She learns to laugh at the days ahead because she pries herself away from the company of women who are who are light, who are dealing in illusion, who ultimately are madly in love with Babylon. And we know who those are. And in many cases, in most cases, speaking of myself, it used to be me. She gets back to the roots of the ways of her ancestors of Torah as she gets back to the basics of survival. She learns how to eat lightly, where to find food in the fields, and how to harvest and store them, how to cook with them, how to use them for medicinal purposes. When others are snubbing their noses at her, her um, simple foods, she takes heart because she knows that it's Yahweh's favor, Hashem's favor. His eyes are guiding her for the times ahead, times when those sisters who laugh at her now will seek her out when their cupboards are bare and their money means absolutely nothing. Though crying endures for night, sister, joy truly comes in the morning. While in your Mara, remember our four parents, don't grumble against your husband. Don't curse your circumstances because of the bitter waters that are before you. Fall on your knees and ask Yahweh for new heart and healing for your eyes so that you can see the Elim that's just ahead. It'll be all right. Continue to walk steadily, taking in as much of this season of your life as he would have you learn and as much as you're willing and obediently availing yourself unto him who is able to keep you from falling. It will be all right. Diligently obey his instructions. Don't murmur in the wilderness. Occupy. Know that with each place in the wilderness, your maras, your elims, as you follow his instructions to draw close to him, know him, trust him, he will establish his covenant with you. Those places will be altars in time, tabernacles in the wilderness, as he will be your fountain of living water in your shade. The refreshing will come. Look for it. Expect it.